0: Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the first team podcast. With your host, John Freshante. Hello, Cosmos country. Welcome back to another episode. On this show, we're going to talk about the U.S. Open Cup. Yes, the Cosmos beat the Jersey Express last Wednesday. We are also going to talk about and review the Cosmos match against the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Things didn't go according to plan, but we will talk about the scenarios of how the Cosmos can win the spring season without even playing a match. And then we will have a discussion about the New York Cosmos stadium situation for the short term. And then talk about the long term situations for the stadium. So stay tuned for for the First Team Podcast. And we will be right back. Want to sit with the 5 Points for the Open Cup match against NYCFC? You can contact the 5 Points on Twitter at 5Points underscore NYC. Or email them at the 5 points NYC at Gmail. Dot com. That is the number five points NYC at gmail.com to pick up your Open Cup tickets. The Cosmos lost their last spring season match against the Strikers by a score of 2-1. to one. The team didn't look all there. It just didn't at all. And it was really sad to see um, some poor performances from most of the squad. The defense looked uh, very weak as well. During some points of the match. And the strikers took full advantage of that. And they scored two goals late in the second half. And what I don't really like about this Cosmos team. And even the commentators have said it on One World Sports. They said that we haven't seen a lot of the cardiac Cosmos from last year. We haven't seen that. And it probably just goes to show you what kind of fight we really have. We need to score goals early on. We, we need to dominate play early on in the match. And we didn't do that against the strikers. And then when it comes to late on in the match, we were trying to make a comeback. We scored one goal. Ruben Bovar had a chance to equalize the match. And it just didn't look like it was supposed to go that way. And, and it didn't. The ball went high. And it ended the match 2-1. Cosmo's luckily still have a chance of winning the spring season going into next week going into the weekend the last week of nasl spring season action cosmos have played their their last match like i said but the rest of the league has more one more match to play indy and the rowdies and the strikers still have a chance they are three points behind but indy Needs to win by four goals. Rowdies by six. And the strikers need to win by seven to win the spring season. So these are are, are these scenarios. If these things don't happen, the Cosmos do win the spring season. Because these teams that are still in the hunt for the spring did not make up the goal differential. So it's something to look forward to. Uh, this weekend, and it, it's just so exciting that even though we didn't win the match against the Strikers, we still have a chance to win the spring season. With that said, we're going to run through the results. We're going to talk about the Cosmos Stadium. We send out a question, comments to our listeners on Twitter at One Team Pod, and we got some feedback, and we will discuss that later on in the show. Keep tuned here on First Team Podcast. And now we are going to uh, break down the upcoming matches. We have a very exciting weekend of action. You guys should tune into this. Jacksonville is taking on the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Another Florida matchup. Let's go Armada. I predict here the Armada getting the three points by a score of one to nothing. I don't see, see the Rowdies coming on top in this match. Ottawa is facing Rayo OKC. I see the Fury coming up on top, even though they have a uh a MOA Canadian Championship match this Wednesday. That is their domestic cup. They're playing the White Caps. I don't expect them to lose this match. There is probably gonna be some type of squad rotation, but I do expect them to beat Rayo OKC. And the 11 is playing Carolina. Last week, Carolina played a hell of a match against the Armada. And it was held to a nil-nil draw. So, I do see the match going that way. Maybe a late goal uh, in stoppage time, potentially. So, maybe a one nothing winner e- on either side. So, I'm not going to throw out a winner there. Uh, Minnesota is taking on Miami. That match is going to be on Bean Sports. And then uh, we have the final match of the spring on Sunday, June 12th. F.C. Edmonton against the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. That match really doesn't have anything to do uh, within the uh, spring season champion. Only if the Strikers can score seven goals against the Eddies. But I do not expect that to happen. So, I I, I mean, if it does, I'm going to eat my words. I have to, guys. But I don't think it's going to happen. So, by Sunday... Uh, at around 8 o'clock, it could be official that the Cosmos won the spring season. So that should be very exciting news for Cosmos supporters out there. Next week, we are going to have a spring season review plus a derby preview with Cosmos Club historian David Kilpatrick. So hopefully you guys can tune into that one. It should be a very exciting listen. Um, So, so far, we, uh, covered the strikers match, talked about our upcoming matches in the NASL, and then we were, now we are going to move on to open cup action. The Cosmos beat Jersey Express, which looked like a very weird match because going into the match, I knew the Cosmos were going to win because you're playing like a semi-pro team PD, PDL side and the Cosmos were struggling even there as well. And that's the part that that was very weird about the match, was that we were struggling, and Jersey Express really wanted to beat us. And in the first half, I didn't think we were going to get a goal at all. Ayose is over the ball to try to kick the free kick, and he scores from the free kick. And after that, you're like, wow, I really think we can do this. And we did, and we won that match. And now we play NYCFC at uh, at Fordham University, which should be a very exciting matchup. Like like you heard in uh, the mini sort of commercial we had, if you want to p- pick up tickets to that match, uh, you can uh, tweet at 5points, at 5 underscore points, underscore NYC, uh, and, you, and you can also email them at the5, five, number 5, points, NYC at gmail.com to pick up your tickets. And it's going to be a crazy, crazy match. Last year we beat them, and this year we might beat them again. Uh, but make sure to tune into our preview uh, coming up next Monday. So, moving on, uh, there has been some news within the NASL that uh, that Rayo KC and their principal owner, uh, that is Rayo Vallecano, who got relegated, is going to cut ties, cut their sales, as they said, with the club. So that means Rayo Vallecano is going to sell sort of their shares of Rayo OKC. And you, you you might be asking yourself, well, what does that mean for the NASL? What does that mean for that club? And that means that they're not going to have that investment. They're not going to have that type of resources within the team. And... They might not be able to compete on a high level like they are now. They might not be getting the results, but now they might not have the competitiveness, have the resources that Rayo Vallecano were providing the team with their local owner. But now they just have their local owner, or whenever it is official, whenever Rayo Vallecano really does cut ties with OKC then where does the club go from there? And we talked <clears throat> we t- talked to Will from Scissor Chill Podcast on a previous episode, and, and we, we got into this discussion of what will happen if Rayo OKC will cut ties and all that, and we went really in-depth. It was an interesting conversation to have because we didn't know what was going to happen in the future. And personally, I, I really did did expect this to happen eventually because with a team going up and down they keep getting relegated they get promoted and they're just not a stable club and my opinion is i think foreign investment within the NASL is a good thing and a lot of people don't like it a lot of people don't because i sort of understand where they're coming from they they, they think that okay uh, that foreign investment is going to think of this team as a foreign team. But if you look around the world, right? So if you look at Manchester City, they have a foreign investor, but they're looking at that team as their main investment. As their main investment. So I, re- I really think thi- this could be the start of so- of, uh, of something great within foreign investment, um, but this is just a start. We're seeing uh, Rayo Vallecano invest in OKC. We're seeing Manchester City and the City Football Group invest into NYCFC. So this is a start of something, but I think they have to grow their brand as well. And also, I think that uh, R- Rayo OKC are not... Really getting the full benefit of Viacano because they're not a really big team within Spain. So, and on the other hand, I think Rayo Viacano thought that this deal will raise their brand, but it's not raising their brand because their brand is in the Segunda division and that's the second division in Spain. So, what kind of thing is that? Like, what, what kind of stability and what type of resources? Are you going to bring into a team if you're in the second division in Spain? So, I, I don't know. That's my take on, um, on the situation going down in Rayo KC and foreign investment. I want to know what you guys think. You can tweet us at one team pod. Uh, so moving on, we asked our listeners about the Cosmos short term stadium. Where do you, you, you see them playing? Because I personally see the Cosmos may not be playing at Hofstra next season you may think, wow, why aren't they going to be playing at a Hofstra? And my answer to you is because I think that Hofstra is holding the Cosmos back. The Cosmos have high ambitions, and they can achieve those, those achievements if they're not in a better home, if they're in a better place to draw bigger crowds. And that's what it's all about is... This new home, wherever they're going to go for the short term, it's about growing their brand. It's about getting to the next level. And I can only say, from my personal experience, is I, I really think that place is MCU Park. MCU Park was a home for the Cosmos for two matches. One in May last season against Ottawa Fury. And then we hosted the semi-final of the championship against the Strikers. And my issue with my, uh, with MCU Park is that, and the, this is just my one issue, and it's not a bad one, but I think people would laugh at this, but it gets really cold at night, so... Maybe they would schedule afternoon matches, something like that, but it gets really cold and it doesn't f- feel like a summer day. It feels like it's like uh, 60, 50 degrees. It was really, really, really cold. So that's my one issue. But a lot of people are saying City Field. And in the beginning, when, when I heard City Field, I was like, whoa, what are you, crazy? You know what I mean? Because it, when you think at Hofstra, right? Hopster has about 10, 11,000 people. And then you think of City Field. That's about like 40,000 people. And it's a massive jump because we're not drawing that many people. Why would you jump to MCU Park? And uh, we got a tweet, and it, it, it was a very interesting article uh, by someone that writes for Midfield Press. We will pull up his name to give, give him some credit. His name here is uh, Kevin, I believe. Uh, his Twitter is K-I-V-L-E-H-A-N. He says MCU Park makes the most sense with field. That's the sort of turf that Eric Stover wants to put down, sort of like Ray OKC. Uh, he says he did, he's did an a- analyst of it for Midfield Press, which is a blog. He says that the look of the field was the only problem and Nextfield And with Nextfield he thinks it will do good. I was only able to go to the first match, but the playoff conflicted with Tough Mutter, Tri-State, and I already signed up Enjoyed MCU. The look of the field was only... Okay, so he says that next field is good because it fixes the turf. It says, like, uh, Brooklyn Cyclones on it and so on. Uh, Jesus says MCU Park or Icon Stadium in, uh, in, in Randos Island. Uh... <laughs> And Hiran District says Portland, Oregon. Wow. If they would move the team, that would be a massive, massive thing. Uh, I think supporters would go crazy, really. Uh, but Leonardo says MCU without the brown turf is a clear winner of the options out there. But the problem with MCU Park and with the brown turf is that that's sort of built into the turf. So it's not like City Field or Yankee Stadium where you can throw turf on top of it. Um sort sort of like how they do that I think you would have to throw that next field stuff on it and that will do the trick that's my only problem is I don't think you can get rid of that brown turf um so I don't know I think MCU Park is a great a great place to go play if you don't renew your contract but Hofstra at the end of the season is because the Brooklyn Borough President has said that he wants to bring a soccer team to Brooklyn, wants to build a soccer-specific stadium there. And I think if you play at MCU Park, right, so you're connected within the New York City transportation system. You're you're right next to the train, the bus. You could take a taxi there. You can take an Uber. Whatever you want to do to get to MCU Park, you, you can get there by any means possible. But getting to Hofstra... No, if you take the train, then you have to hop on a school bus, courtesy of the New York Cosmos, to get there. But with MCU Park, you don't need that. It's a short walk to the stadium. So with that said, I think MCU Park is a good deal if they could play there next season. And then you can sort of grow your fan base within Brooklyn. And then eventually, maybe build a stadium within Brooklyn, maybe go into Queens, something where you, you think you could uh, g- grow your brand bigger and on a b- bigger stage. Um, also, in that article in Midfield Press, he said that potentially the Cosmos should partner with the Mets. Maybe uh, go maybe half and half. Maybe, maybe make the Mets uh, join the ownership group. By a certain percentage. This is not official, but it's just some type of uh, discussion here. And say that does happen, like say they talk to the Mets, and maybe the Mets come in and say, "Okay, we want to buy five percent of the Cosmos," and they have some type of ownership stake. And I saw a tweet and an article that said maybe they can play their their important matches at City Field. So imagine the Cosmos hoping it. Hosting a championship match at City Field. Imagine hosting a U.S. Open Cup match at City Field. That would be great. Hosting a derby match against NYCFC. And then maybe eventually, when maybe the Mets and the Cosmos align with their goals, with their ambitions, maybe they can play at City Field eventually. Maybe the Mets and their ownership group can help the Cosmos get a stadium built. So. Maybe that's the only way they can uh, they can get a stadium build. Maybe they partner with the Mets and don't play at MCU Park and don't play at City Field, but maybe the Mets help them get the stadium build where they want the bid to get accepted. So I don't know. This is just a, a small discussion here. What I think is going to happen, I think maybe MCU Park, Eric Silver has thrown out Mitchell Field, I don't really know where I lie on that one because I don't think it's a great home. I think it could be really different, but I think it's so comparable to uh, Hofstra. There's no college there. There's no one else using the field besides, I think, some PDL side, I believe, or some local soccer team, but there's no other amenities. You know what I mean? So there's no – it's just a – a local field owned by the county, if you will, by the town. So I don't know if that's a, a good fit for the Cosmos. I think the Cosmos need a, a place where they can call home for the short term, where they can be connected to some type of transportation system. So say the New York subway, maybe the buses, something like that and where it's very accessible to get to. And I don't think Hofstra is very accessible to get to. It's out of the way. It's out of reach. Uh, A lot of people have to take different means of transportation to get there. And I think MCU Park is a better fit for a home. And even before the match, it's uh, uh, very attractive to go there. Maybe you, you go to Nathan's. Maybe you go shopping. Maybe you go to the pub, the bar before the match. And I think that's very attractive um, destination for a Cosmos match rather than at Hofstra University uh, but for the long term and I, I know we're having this discussion for say next season for the next two years but I think in the back of our heads we always have to think about okay what's going to happen 10 years from now we can't be playing at MCU Park for 10 years We can't do that. You know what I mean? So we have to have a goal to build a stadium, and we have that goal in place, but the person that's holding that back is Governor Cuomo. That's the person who's holding the club back from achieving our goals, from becoming the biggest force in North American soccer. That's the person that's holding the whole organization back. That person is Governor Cuomo. And until we get an answer... Even if it's a yes or a no, it doesn't matter because we want the answer. We want some type of approval saying, okay, yes or no, and then we can move on. But in the last interview, I saw Eric Stover give to a local news station in New York. He said that there is no other options, and this is what Eric Silver said on a local news station. He said that there's no other options that they're looking at at the moment, but they are focused on the current stadium proposal. That's not exciting for Cosmos supporters if there's no other options. If there's no other stadium location that they're looking at for the long term. I understand that they put so much uh, resources, put so much money into the current stadium bid. But I personally think if we've been waiting this long, and this is sort of the debate I have, is... I understand we're waiting this long. We put so much money into the bid. When do we say, okay, we're not going to get this bid, or maybe we are going to get it, but we we have to wait, say, five years to build a stadium. Are we going to wait five years to build that stadium, or are we going to go somewhere else where someone wants us to be there, someone wants us to play there and bring money to that area to build up the economy? Is that where we want to be? Or do we want to be somewhere where it's going to take a lot of uh, pulling and um, a lot of fighting and and rallying to get that stadium? Is that what we want? Or do we want to go to a place where we're wanted? You know what I mean? Where we want uh, to grow and say the local authorities want us to be there. And it doesn't feel like that where Governor Cuomo, with the bigger sports teams in this city, the Mets, the Knicks, it doesn't matter. Whatever they want to build, they're going to get it because they're a big icon in this area. The Cosmos aren't that big icon, but we're growing to be that big team. We were that team back in the day, and we lost it. We lost that flare that that, that small flare where pe- people know who we are. You You know what I mean? We lost that small touch, and we're working to get it back, and I think a stadium will... We'll fix that and we'll give this club a massive approval level where I think a lot of people will actually see the Cosmos and say, wow, they are a true club. They are a club that I want to support, maybe over the Red Bulls, maybe a club over NYCFC. Who knows? Um, And there could be some fans that live in the Queens area that go support NYCFC instead of going to Long Island or or. Going to see a Cosmos match. So that's it for this week's show. I know it was a bit different one. There wasn't that much going on, but we will have you prepped for NYCFC New York Cosmos. It's set to be a very exciting matchup. I'm looking forward to it. I'm so excited, and I know the rest of Cosmos country is looking forward to it as well. I want to thank everyone who who, uh, participated in our contest with Vintage Pitch. I truly enjoyed it, and we are going to work with them in the future with other things as well. So look forward to that uh, really soon before the Euros start, Euros 2016. Start this Friday, so look out for that. Also, also, guys, n- this upcoming Monday night, m- Monday night, we should have our latest podcast up with David Kilpatrick. We talked about NYCFC. We talked. Uh, we're going to talk about NYCFC. And we are going to review the spring season, but we're waiting to see who is going to win the spring. If it's the Cosmos, it's going to be a great episode, but if it's uh, not the Cosmos, it will take a lot of discussion and a lot of reviewing uh, about the spring season and where everything went wrong. You can tweet us at One Team Pod, like us on Facebook at The First Team Podcast, And as always, check out our new website, firstteampod.com. We have a shop and we are selling our limited edition First Team shirts. I want you guys to tweet us at OneTeamPod and tell us what do you think the Cosmos need to do differently to win the fall season or to compete better in the fall season and to potentially win the Open Cup. So you can tweet us at OneTeamPod. What player would you want the Cosmos to sign? Or what do you think the Cosmos should do different to be more competitive in the upcoming matches? Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout-out to the Five Points, the Burrow Boys, the El Cosmos, and the Cross Island Crew. Uh. Yeah, it's New York, street and white. What we believe you see in five Dean, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo, country, love, and we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely sons come and see it in am playing. The fact of from platforms, tax, attacks, hash, and bliss. Reacts, time, we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's attack, the wing, on back, to or the mid. Cutting scenes, it seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. that's fancy curl, down for you, no doubt the do. Surrounding you with bad views. Like shouting cues, allowed to you without them dudes. we cruise a track that's that no excuse. Session, and lesson, it's not about profession The work's the test and F's connected like a method Not breathless the training, something's gotta be correct. Rushing and acceleration at the start most suggested Infected with greatness, potential is spacious Out the world, just face it, the work becomes contagious Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun Sorry if you hate it because I can tell you that I'm far from done